welcome back to Backlit Games, the only podcast brave enough to demand that Sega make a Sonic the Hedgehog MMO. I'm your host today, Corey Faust, and joining me as always is the supersonic, ring-grabbing, chili dog-loving Jordan Raddick. Jordan, hello. <laughs> the Sonic franchise is known for its hot babes. <laughs> These are the top 10 hottest characters in the Sonic franchise. <laughs> Number 10. Oh, man. Corey Faust. <laughs> it's already it's already a spicy episode. Here we go, oh, everybody. <laughs> that, that dude, that video should never die. Oh, my God. So good what who who did that video again was that what was that from that's that's like a 10 year old meme video top 10 hottest sonic characters and then donkey recently did a like a parody of it with the the mario one. Oh, okay <laughs> yeah yeah because donkey was the first name that came to mind but then i was like mo he didn't do the original one <laughs> no yeah it was but that it, totally feels like a donkey thing though <laughs> it was gup till 89 uh shout out gup till 89 yeah. in case you were wondering though the top 10 hottest sonic characters are <laughs> uh rouge the bat princess sally acorn julie sue the echidna blaze the cat mina mongoose Tikal the echidna wave the swallow <laughs> vanilla the rabbit uh, Amy the Hedgehog, and oh no, the page isn't loading. I think that's ten. Right. How is how is Sonic not not up there? It's all women. Is, wow. Yeah. That that seems that seems a bit wrong. But anyways, if you're wondering why we're talking about all of this Sonic stuff, that's gonna come later. We're gonna talk a little bit of what's out this week. We're gonna get into some. Uh, Kana, Bridge of Spirits. We're going to talk about uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons a little bit and the upcoming DLC. We're going to talk Xbox and Sega announcements. Sega! Um, but first, let's talk a little bit about what we are playing. Um, what we are playing, rather. That came out weird. Jordan, what are you doing? Dude, what I'm doing is I'm losing money in the stock market in Animal Crossing <laughs> because I lost 500 thousand bells because i let my turnips spoil uh because oh, I, I had a busy week last week and i forgot to sell them um i'm also playing these n64 games uh mainly ocarina of time a little bit which mm-hmm. i'm very excited that i finally got my my hands on an n64 controller today and was able to order mm-hmm. one which should be here hopefully within 10 business days um because man it's more than anything like you know they they do a good job allowing you to like hold ZR and then use the face buttons for the C buttons. But yeah. it, it does uh, become difficult playing some of those Ocarina songs if you want to do it quickly. Um, oh, yeah. I See, I haven't even played Ocarina of Time enough, you know, on the Switch mm-hmm. to have gotten to the point to like do that stuff. Yeah. And uh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that, that'd be horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's it's... It's not fun. Um, but I once that N64 controller comes, I'm probably I think I'm gonna dive into um Yoshi's story after this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna really okay. get get through that. Um yeah, uh that and a little bit more uh Fire Emblem Three Houses. That game is is just great for me to be able to play uh in chunks, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, yeah, you'll be able to play that game for forever forever too yeah those games last for so long i mean it's uh it's my third i've already put 70 hours into it and i'm on my third Mm -hmm. campaign so i can you know i'm guaranteeing at least 20 hours for myself out of this one it's like a 40 out of the first 30 out of this one i'm skipping all the cutscenes this time i don't give a shit dude like okay (laughs) like this is this is as wild anime crazy shit as i'll like get to you know like yeah like this is as far as i'll push it and like i'm skipping all this shit about like this 13 year old girl that lives in my brain and is a (laughs) goddess and like (laughs) some other shit bro i no not for me but you know what i am in it for 
being able to min-max these characters and just yeah. blow people to shit with this Black Mage Lysithia, because she is the best character in that game. My God. Yeah, um, yeah enjoying that. Uh, that's pretty much pretty much all I've been playing so far. What about you? What are you uh, diving into yeah, lately? Uh, I've been playing much of the same things. Um, I finally beat Metroid Zero Mission. Um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, Mother Brain was... Uh, was really fucking hard at that game oh, like dude. the the difficulty on that game like jumps dramatically yeah. the second you get into like the hall to get to that boss mm-hmm. it's just like it throws everything at you i impossible it was horrible i hated every second of that part <laughs> it's it's pretty rough it's a pretty rough ending in what is an otherwise relatively like I don't want to say like it's an easy game because it's got its moments where it's difficult, but uh, uh, otherwise accessible, accessible game, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, it, and, and I would even say like a good chunk of it was pretty easy, um, easy ish, you know, yes, but it's on the easier side for sure. Yeah. But, uh, but then, yeah, once you get there to that part and it, it's like, it's not even a slow build in that difficulty. It's just like all of a sudden you walk into the hall that leads you straight to the boss and mm-hmm. it's just like shit's getting fired at you from every fucking angle. Like yep. creatures are coming at you and it's nuts. And your man. thumb is just going crazy and it's horrible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, finally did that. And the end part where um you your uh your Samus at like without her suit on yeah zero zero suit suit. samus um was actually really cool that was really neat um it made me start to feel like okay so i know like the metroid games like that's a genre you know the Mm -hmm. metroid genre but are all metroid games kind of the same game you know are they all kind of the exact almost exact same game yeah Okay, because I'm maybe I'm the only one who's just now realizing this. But oh, yeah, they, I mean, aren't all Castlevanias the same game? Like, you uh, go, yeah, you no, go you're through a castle and then you fight someone who's basically Dracula. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and so all of the Metroid games are basically the same. You go through a planet and the planet's got a couple different environments, and then the Metroids are behind it, and then you kill, <laughs> you, you kill a Metroid at the end. <laughs> it's, it's a Metroid game. Okay. Okay. So usually, yeah, I mean, usually playing through Ridley it though, I was well. just like, I was like, what? I was like, dread. This is like all the same beats. This yep. is like all the same beats. <laughs> yeah, it's it's great, man. If it ain't broke, dude. Like, I the one thing I will say about, and I feel like you could say this about uh, a lot of Nintendo games in general, mm-hmm. is that like their their core gameplay works so well. That, like, mm. if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Iterate on it. And they do a great job yeah. of just iterating on it. I mean, look at Mario. Mario's just, this man jumps on people. Like, that's <laughs> that's the, the whole genre of game is Mario yeah. jumps on people. And what do they do? They just iterate on new ways to jump on people. And, like, <laughs> and what's, you know, what's Metroid? It's Samus is going to go down to a planet, get a bunch of power-ups, come back up. She's going to beat a Metroid. She's going to escape the, the planet. The planet's going to self-destruct. Bingo, <laughs> yes. And she's going to fly away, and the planet self-destructs behind her. While the... <laughs> yep. yeah. yeah, man. I mean, yeah. what's Pokemon? It... This 10-year-old is going to go out into the world. We're going to give him a tiny monster. We're going to have him catch a bunch of monsters. And face off against an adult mob organization. He's gonna get eight badges. He's gonna fight a god, and then he's gonna go home. <laughs> yeah, I guess that you're absolutely right. I just I don't know for some reason I was thinking like the Metroid games were gonna be I don't know break that formula for whatever reason. Nope. I don't know why where that came from in my mind, but. But yeah, because after I beat it, I was just like, holy shit, that was almost the same exact thing as Dread. Yeah. Just, you know, feels different. It plays di- a little differently. Doesn't have the, the Emmy zones, doesn't have the um, yeah. the parry attack 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's like new mechanics and stuff. But I will say, like, even on the in zero mission though, like the end part where you are zero suit Samus, that felt a little Emmy Zone ish. Like a little bit, yeah. I can yeah, see that. Like I was I was like I was getting I was getting that feeling from those those creatures you're you're trying to dodge the entire time. But um but yeah, I mean, I, I still really loved it. It was great. And then I jumped right into Metroid Fusion, which might be a bad thing to do. Keep jumping from Metroid game to Metroid game to Metroid game. I feel like I need a little bit of a break, just a little bit, because now that I'm playing Fusion, I'm like, holy shit, this this game is even more handholdy yeah. than the last one. I'm like, I'm like, yo, robot guy, stop talking to me stop telling me what things to do i don't i don't want to have a conversation with you i want to play this fucking game yeah exactly (laughs) so yeah i have started playing fusion a little bit but i've kind of stepped away from it um and i'm going to bring up inscription again uh we talked about it last episode it was the deck builder slash horror game slash escape room several other slashes of different genres. I know you you hate these kinds of games, Jordan, but holy shit, the game like I was like 10 hours in. There's one deck and builder. It just, There's one deck builder series. Mega yeah, Man oh Battle yeah, the Network. one. The one. <laughs> <Battle> yeah, <Network, laughs> right. <laughs> but I know generally you're not a fan of this genre, yeah. but I mean, fuck man, like at and for me it happened at about the 10 hour mark, but I finally accomplished a goal within the game that's like one of your main tasks and then the game just like completely changes absolutely changes and i just mean like it's literally a different game now <laughs> it's it's wild it's so crazy what? um in a very meta way too um okay so if you don't want spoilers on this uh maybe skip ahead like two minutes or so because i'm just gonna tell jordan right now because i very much doubt he's gonna play this game uh and play a genre of game for 10 hours before it gets to the 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 change that maybe makes him actually enjoy playing it Mm -hmm. okay here we go spoilers now so after you finally beat the serial killer dude who's like kidnapped you um it like creates this whole meta sort of series thing where now all of a sudden like you pulled the game out of its like out of I, I don't know it's almost like you pulled the game out of whatever console you were playing it in and now you're watching like these unaired YouTube videos of this content creator who opens card packs and he stumbles upon this game and um and then he's like trying to figure out who made this game this game doesn't exist all this blah 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 and then he starts trying to play it and now you're playing this new version of inscription as him uh if that makes any sense but the game itself is now different like the perspective is different it's got almost this like over the top like pokemon like old school pokemon Mm -hmm. aesthetic or it's that kind of perspective and it's pixelated like that and you're still going around like building your deck and everything but now it's kind of like the pokemon card game from like the game boy color (laughs) okay um which is very interesting because i'm going around i'm challenging people with my deck i'm winning cards i'm opening up new packs and getting new cards and uh and like now there's like these four different like basically gods they're referred to as scribes who have created like these four different kinds of decks and that serial killer was one of the gods and oh dude it's it's nuts it's so crazy wow (laughs) this is this sounds wild it's wild it's it's so meta and ridiculous too it's and it's only on steam that's what's frustrating to me yeah yeah it's just on steam right now um but yeah it's crazy it's uh, i'm 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 close to beating this new section of the game and i'm curious like if something else is gonna change in it because i'm just like at this point i don't fucking know what's gonna happen yeah (laughs) it's like i'm just along for the ride (laughs) right yeah that that sounds insane i'm i'm curious to see if like it changes genres again at at some point yeah, I am too. I, I, I'm kind of hoping it does, but I mean that is a that's a 
that's a lot for yeah. this developer because I think it's just like one dude or it's like a very small team or something like that. But but yeah, um, I've been talking a long time. So the very last thing that I've been playing, and it's also a part of our out this week section, is uh, unpacking, which I I just got like a deal on Game Pass. Uh, it was like a dollar for a month or something like that. Or, Can't beat that. Yeah, exactly. So I've been playing some PC games that are on Game Pass. And uh, Unpacking just came out on the second. And uh, it's this cute, little, simple, calming game that's literally just about you unpacking boxes and placing the things in the boxes in your new room or in your new house, you know, wherever <laughs> you want it to be. And that's it. That's the game. It's adorable. It's so calming. And I've just, I, I loved it. I played it for like maybe two hours last night, just kind of unwinding at the end of the day. And it was, it was very good. That sounds very, very, good. very relaxing. It fact. actually is. Yeah. It's got great music. The pixel art's great. Um, yeah, it's cool. Nice. It's, it's a fun little title. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm looking at, I'm looking at it right now. It's, it's this cute kind of little isometric sort of look to it. The art style, are, do you play as little animals? No, there are like some stuffed animals and stuff. because oh, like stuffed animals. Okay. It's kind of like a linear progression. So it, it kind of like the opening is a, a photo album. And so it's like it starts off with your room as you were a child, basically. And then you're like unpacking, you know, moving things around into your room. Uh, and then it kind of progresses from there. Like then you go to college. Oh, then you go to your first place with roommates. This game's going to have a sad ending. Oh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm at a part now where I think I've just moved in with, I think, my boyfriend. It, I get a I get a dude vibe from this house, mm. <laughs> but it doesn't outright tell you the story. You kind of just pick up on context clues, okay. um, you know, environmental storytelling a little bit, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not even in it for that. I mean, that is just a little perk to it, you know, it gives you a little something to think about. Right. But the whole just the act of just the unpacking the boxes and just decorating. I don't know. It's just really fun. <laughs> nice. Yeah, games that are are very zen like that are are great for end of the day, you know. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. But since we've talked about unpacking a little bit, that is one of the newer games that's out this week. Um like I said, November 2nd, it's out on PC, Xbox, uh, all of the Xbox platforms and Switch. Um but let's talk about some of the other games that are out this week. Um Mario Party Superstars. I know that was, I think, at the end of last week, but I figured it's worth mentioning. Yeah. Um, I know that's not something we were really planning on picking up off the get-go. I know we've talked about that a little bit. Getting great it reviews. It does look fun. Yeah, and it's getting good reviews. Yeah. Um, I would love for Nintendo to have this go on sale at some point. Yeah, because well. that would... <laughs> That would be a lot of fun, though. It would. It would be great. I um, I'm waiting to pick this game up um for the next like Nintendo Direct. See if it gets like a little update or something like that, and add some yeah. stuff because I think it only has like five boards right now. Okay, um, but it has like a hundred mini games, which is cool, and like online multiplayer and all the stuff that I've read online. Um, said like everyone says this is what they wanted from Super Mario Party, which you mm-hmm. know is really cool. Um, I'd love to get it. But, you know, I'm, it's one of those things where there's, there's some other stuff that I would kind of rather pick up before this. So, oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, I will, if, if they do drop, you know, a a content update or whatever and add like a a couple new boards, though, I think that would, that would be the thing that pushes me over the edge to get it, I would say. Yeah. 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 For sure. I mean, I'm, I know Nintendo never, their things never go on sale. Hardly ever. And when it does, it's like 10%. But goddamn. When it when it goes on sale for 10%, I'm probably gonna pick it up. Oh I'm yeah. Not lie. <laughs> it, it this this seems like a title that they would put on like their eShop sale next holiday. You know Yeah, I could see that. Next holiday, this will be $45 on the eShop. Yeah. At least at least not in this, you know, quarter. Yeah, no, <laughs> no probably not even next quarter <clears throat> but also out this week november 5th you got 
uh, Forza Horizon 5, which is, of course, out on Xbox platforms and PC. Um, this looks great. I, Out of the Forza games, Horizon's probably the one that speaks to me the most, but I don't really have an Xbox anymore. PC's not powerful enough to mm-hmm. play this enjoyably, so won't be for me, but that's exciting news for people who are fans of you know Horizon. Where does this one take place again? I probably should have looked that up before this. Let me tell you something about me, Corey. I don't <laughs> like things that I'm bad at. And I'm bad at, at realistic driving games. Yeah. Um, does that mean that I'm a bad driver? I don't want to go that far and say that. I'm going to give myself <laughs> some credit. Um, but I'm not good at... at these kinds of games, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, they're fun to play, and I mean, this and Gran Turismo, you know, are both incredibly beautiful-looking games, always. Yeah. Um, my favorite racing game, though, Need for Speed Underground 2. Bring that back. That would be amazing. I loved those games. The first one and the second one were both great. Ah, so good. Yeah. It was a nice merging of, like, that arcade feel with, like, some slight realism i mean like it wasn't really realistic you can hit the nos bro it's not real like yeah (laughs) it was just cool because it came out at the right time after like the second fast and furious movie and like everyone was like yeah this is what we want like (laughs) it had that sick ass uh riders on the storm remix with snoop dogg oh yeah yeah man (laughs) it's great oh so good so good um but also out november 5th uh call of duty vanguard uh it's out on pc xbox platforms playstation 4 and playstation 5 um cool it's another it's another call of duty game okay um i am just so shocked that these games are still being made annually and I hey. and, and the shock comes from the sales, like the fact that people are still willing to every year purchase a new version. Um, yeah, I'm well, um, I mean, you get a lot of people who this is like Call of Duty's like one, if not the only game that they play. Yep, yeah. The, I mean, when I worked at GameStop, there were a lot of people who. They would buy a PS4 and they'd be like, I want NBA 2K and Call of Duty. Those are the only games that I play. Like, yeah. and I, all right. Like, I, I knew a couple of people. They were like, the only thing I play is Madden. I'd be like, that's it. They'd be like, I only play Madden. Yeah. <laughs> Which, like, I, I get, you know, but it's, it, it uh, blows my mind. My girlfriend, my girlfriend's part of all these groups on Facebook uh, and for like podcasts that she listens to. Mm-hmm. And one of them, I forget what it's called. Probably shouldn't name it even even if I knew. Um, but on there, women are always complaining about their boyfriends playing video games, uh, and like how they they spend too much time playing video games. Don't you know? Don't pay attention to them or anything like that. Yeah. And she, you know, she told me one day. She's like, you know, I just I see all this, and some I know how much you love video games. I sometimes get worried and stuff. And I was like, babe. Just out of like curiosity, what kind of video? What does it say like on there? What video games are playing usually and stuff? And she's like, like Call of Duty and Fortnite. And I was like, Don't worry, I can pause my games. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I'm I'm good. I'm not like I don't. We don't have to worry about that. I can pause and text you back or give you the attention that you need. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm not super worried. I mean, there have definitely been times where like you know I get in the zone or something like that, and I'm like a little too intense right now to pause. I got to take a minute, but. Yeah, I uh, I find there that, is, I, I find there that is a weird connection between you know the guys who are really into those games and also not giving their significant other enough time. Yeah, <laughs> like I, like that's what I'm saying is like it's it seems to specifically be like because she said like the the two games that were brought up the most were like Call of Duty and Fortnite and like there were a couple others that were but they were all like these online shooter games. And I was like, mm-hmm. I don't like, you know, I don't play that. Like you watch me play like Pokemon and Zelda and shit. Come on. Like, yeah. It, and it, it's so funny to me that like, I, I, I just wonder what the percentage of like people who play call of duty and like ignore their significant other, like, 
how much overlap really is there you know what i'm saying like yeah and is yeah. it is it what is the venn diagram like yeah <laughs> and are they ignoring their significant other specifically because like of call of duty like and it's like dude huh? it's the addictive nature of those games yeah it's i mean that. I, for for sure it's the same thing like you know my i had a buddy who told me that this lady that he used to work with when he was in high school at subway she worked at subway because she lost her old job because she got fired because she just wouldn't show up because she was playing world of warcraft so much yeah like which is nuts yeah nuts to me like Man, I love video Activision games. Just but... loves making those addictive games Dude. that can potentially ruin your life. Yeah, they get the dopamine going with those numbers going up and stuff. They really do. They really do. But again, I don't like anything that I'm bad at, and I'm bad at online multiplayer shooters. Uh, yeah, except for I, Battlefield. I used to be good at them, um, and then I, when you stop playing, you know, for a few years, mm -hmm. and also you get older, you know, yeah. those reflexes just a naturally become less, you know, less good, and then you're rusty also on top of that. So it's like there's no going back for me. Yeah. There's, it's too late for me <laughs> to play, like to be anywhere near competitive. And then the single player for these games don't do anything for me it's it doesn't really do much it's a, a six hour at most campaign you know that mm -hmm. i couldn't even get into the the single player campaign for battlefront 2 that's star wars man like yeah <laughs> and it had uh it had the lady from the league in there i forget the actress's name she's, she's a, a talented actress i enjoy watching her but yeah i just i couldn't get into it man i don't I don't know what it is about those games. Battlefield, though, I enjoyed because I could stand behind people and resupply them and, you know, get the top yeah. of the leaderboard and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah. You can feel, still feel like you're contributing. Exactly. We should move on, though. We should. We should. We could shit on Call of Duty all day. Yeah. We could make a podcast about that. We could. <laughs> I'm sure we those exist, actually. <laughs> it's right here. The only gaming yeah. <laughs> podcast that exists. <laughs> Um, but let's get I'm into sure, some of the news. I'm sure we probably have some haters out there who are like, these guys are just fucking Nintendo fanboys, bro. Like, <laughs> and to that, I will say, but we're also PlayStation fanboys. <laughs> exactly. We don't, we don't play favorites. <laughs> Trust me, we would be Xbox fanboys if they had great first-party games. We'll, we will be Xbox fanboys the moment that Starfield and Fable drop. I can guarantee. Oh, I can guarantee that. Yep, like. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so getting into some news. Um, so this first story I uh, got from GamesIndustry.biz. So Ember Lab, the creators of Kena, Bridge of Spirits, Ember Lab recoups development costs for the game. So from game, gamesindustry.biz, quote, in an interview with Bloomberg, and I would have just gotten this article straight from Bloomberg, but um, there was a paywall, so I was like, nah, we're going to settle for the gamesindustry.biz article. Look, I know that these media outlets need to make money and stuff like that. I know, I guess Mike Bloomberg needs money. <laughs> there should be free access to journalism. Yeah. That's why we do this podcast and we don't charge you for it. Exactly. And as and a reminder, we never will. This week's unless... podcast is sponsored by. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, in an interview with Bloomberg studio founders Mike and Josh Greer, said that the game, which launched last month, has recuperated initial costs. The pair did not disclose how many copies of the game had sold, but said they have been pleasantly surprised so far and that, quote, Sony's happy, end quote, with the figures. Uh, the success of Kena has enabled Ember Lab to become a full-time development studio. In the same interview, Josh Greer said, or Greer, Josh Greer said that the company is not going back to commercials. Ember Lab has also stated, uh, sorry, has also started working on its next project. The studio isn't yet sure what the title will look like, but did confirm that it is likely to be a narrative-driven adventure game similar to Kena. So that's exciting. That's really good yeah. news. I I really want to see more of these like mid budget forty dollar adventure games come out. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I I think that especially now with game development 
or with game prices going up uh, with this new generation. Uh, I think mm-hmm. that we there really is like a big market for that. Like there's there's yeah. a lot of people who I'm sure don't want to spend seventy bucks on a AAA title, but are more than happy, myself included, to drop forty fifty bucks on you know a, a mid range, you know, age title or whatever. I don't I don't know how the A's work in development costs. It's just the amount of money they throw around. They're buzzwords. Yeah, no, it shit. really like, is. It's just a it's just a buzzword. Like fucking Microsoft now has formed a a quadruple A studio. I can't remember the name of it. What does that even mean? It, what yeah, exactly. What does that even does mean? That even mean? Does that just mean the second that game fails, like the most people who have ever lost le- lost a job at the same time lose their jobs. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, oh. what does that mean? What do the A's stand for? <laughs> I I wish I knew, Jordan. I A A plus. A it, it is you know an A plus is good, but have you ever gotten a double A or a triple A? Maybe plus? maybe they hired four dudes at the studio. Whose names I'll start with the letter A, and that's, that's probably like, what it is. Like, yeah. The first quadruple A game studio, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. That's definitely what it is. Um, but this is exciting news. Um, Ember Lab. I mean the the amount of love that they put into this game is apparent. Um, it, like like I've said before, if you've heard on previous episodes, playing the game, it does feel a little stiff at times. Feels a little clunky. But this is their first game. Yeah, and for their first game, for it to look so great, for it to run pretty damn good, you know, at launch it had some hiccups, but they were pretty quick to address those problems. Um, that's awesome, and I would love to see them continue to do more work because I mean, the art style in this game is so good. I mean, it's like, and I know it, we use this, you know, in in games industry they use this comparison all the time it looks like a pixar film but it really does you know it, yeah. it looks so good have you finished it yet no Mm-mm. okay because i was gonna no. ask if if the ending lends itself to a, a sequel Ooh, that um yeah i mean i don't see why they would close off close it off like that but um but yeah i i am interested in finishing this game it's just a you know, there's there's so many games out there. I keep getting distracted. It's tough, man. It's rough out here. But speaking of other games out there and getting distracted, this next game, which will be a huge distraction coming up soon, uh, Nintendo confirms Animal Crossing New Horizons Happy Home Paradise will be its last paid DLC. In fact, it's going to be its last major update to the game as well. Oh. <sighs> Isn't this the first major update we've gotten to the game? Yeah, actually. It's first and last. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I... Is swimming a major update? Was swimming no. a ma- uh, Or... <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. Like, I'd, I'd say it's in between minor and major. It's... It's the double A of triple A. It's a double A update. All right, right, you got me there. It's a a double A update. All right, so yeah, I would say that um, what this tells me is that there no updates are coming for the game. They'll rotate some seasonal items. They'll continue to do that. Um, But I don't see, yeah, I don't see any anything else, uh, which is fine. I mean, I think. It seems like this next update is going to breathe a lot of much-needed life into this game, um, but I also think that a, a lot of the people that play Animal Crossing, you know, like we talked about Call of Duty, like, there are so many people that Animal Crossing is the only goddamn game they play. Or yeah. like, I mean, I looked at Anna's thing, and she's got, like, a thousand hours on, yeah. like, in there on she's her Switch. a ridiculous like, amount of hours it, like, on there. And- like, I... I blows my mind like because I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm it and it's crazy though because like i mean like the ign article i pulled this from um and they got the interview that that um you know the nintendo sp- spokesperson told this mm-hmm. but in the article they even mentioned like the game itself has sold over 33 million copies since its launch in march of yeah. last year Which and is- just almost two years now so it that's a lot. That's a lot for, especially for Animal Crossing too. Like, 
What I that's think- an insane amount. And for them to, like, I feel like they're ripping its legs out from underneath it. Like when it, sh- they should be like, they should be putting more resources into it. I feel like I 100 percent agree. I feel like, I feel like, it's maybe. It feels like a really big missed opportunity to like not have supported this game more and like yeah and it, it you know I'm sure a lot of that has to do with COVID and and you know I'm sure a lot of the development team was working from home or something like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would have liked. I mean, this big version 2.0 update. I honestly would have liked to have seen this content rolled out over the past year drip fed, you know, like yeah. a little bit each month, like, Hey, this month we're adding columns. Hey, this month we're adding, you know, like this, Hey, this month we're adding mm-hmm. that. Like in- instead of packing it all into one big update and then being like, we're done with it. Like it would have, it would have just felt like the game had more life than yeah. it does right now. Um, yeah, because, I mean, for me, it's like I fell off of it when, you know, the updates were just so minor, so, yeah. in my opinion, boring. Um, and then now that they're having this huge update accompanied by a massive paid DLC, that's when, like, this last month I've been, like, basically jumping back in on the grind trying to get prepared for it, you know, because I'm, like, pumped. Yeah, I was and... prepared for it, and then I lost all my money in the stock market. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Jordan. Poor Jordan. Hey, sometimes that, that's just part. that's just part of the way, you know, how the turnip market works. Sometimes you win big, sometimes you lose big. I, I yoloed, and, and I and, <laughs> and I should have hodled. You know what I'm saying, or whatever. <laughs> I, I was taking the turnips to the moon. I thought, but <laughs> uh, diamond hands, baby. <laughs> Fucked up. I had diamond hands for too long. Actually, I yeah for too I, long. I yoloed and then I hodled too long, and I spoiled. No, this is according to Reddit. You did the right thing. You you held and you keep, you gotta keep holding even when those turnips go sour. They're gonna, they're gonna go holding. sour and come back around, and they'll, they'll yeah. go ripe again. <laughs> Only it worked that way. Yeah, uh, you just gotta get you know. Nook, uh, Tom Musk, Tom <laughs> to, Musk, yeah, to, to tw- start <laughs> to post on the bulletin board in front of town hall about turnip yeah. prices, yeah, spoiled <laughs> turnip prices. <laughs> oh my god! I now wish that the game worked that way. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so good. Uh, but yeah, I mean, to kind of wrap up this this story, uh, it is a bummer. Um, I'm still excited to play this update and to play this DLC, but I feel like a little bit of the wind got taken out of my sails um, because this, you know, part of the excitement for how big these updates were was also like the excitement for what comes next. You know, yeah. that wondering of like, wow, this is huge. What are they going to do next too? Mm-hmm. Like, this is awesome. Um, but now <laughs> I know that nothing comes next. This is it. Enjoy it while it's here. And I guess in, on one hand, that is kind of nice to know in advance. Right. But still, it's a little uh, it's a little disappointing. I I do wish that they just added the amiibo villagers. Like if if they're gonna do any more minor updates add the just add the amiibo villagers like wolf link let me get wolf link in this you know what i'm saying (laughs) that'd be great yeah that'd be awesome actually but in further news and this will kind of wrap up our news segment and be a little bit part of our topic of the show um xbox and sega announce a strategic alliance for quote super game project uh the story I got from Eurogamer. So the article goes as follows. Sega has announced plans to explore a strategic alliance with Xbox to produce large-scale global games built using Microsoft's Azure Azure cloud platform. The Sonic maker said the agreement would form a key part of Sega's mid to long-term strategy, which has which it is dubbed Super Game. <laughs> which <laughs> That's a that's that's a great title. Love that. Um, this initiative is designed to develop games where the key focuses are global 
online community and IP utilization, it said today. Sega first mentioned its Super Game Project back to investors in May this year when it dubbed the initiative a priority strategy for the next five years. So... So what is what is this? What is this? So I want to focus on Super Game. <laughs> this is a this is a Sonic and, MMO though, right? That's why I said the thing well, I said at the beginning of the show. This is a Sonic MMO. Let me let me read off um, Sega's top ten highest selling video games of all time across okay. across all consoles. Okay. Okay. Starting, starting with number one, the original Sonic the Hedgehog. Number two, Frogger. Number three, <laughs> Sonic Dash. Number okay. four, Sonic 2. Number five, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. Number six, Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Number seven, Sonic Jump. Number eight, Mario and Sonic at the Winter Olympic Games. Number nine, Sonic Adventure. And number 10, Disney's Aladdin. So I think... <laughs> so I think, I think this suffice- is a Disney's Aladdin <laughs> online. This is obviously <laughs> Disney's Aladdin online. Um, but yeah, it's also interesting. And it, even if we go down to... You know, if we go down uh, 10 more spots, there are still... Mm-hmm. Four more Sonic titles there. <laughs> uh, you know, this this top 50 list that I'm looking at right now is... Sonic's half, their money more, tree. Sonic, yeah. Sonic, Sega is Sonic. Uh, yeah. And then a, a lot of these are, you know, like, third-party licensed games, like Iron Man, ESPN, mm-hmm. NFL 2K5, which I still stand is the best football game ever made. <laughs> uh crazy taxi that is a gem uh if this mm-hmm. is crazy taxi online i would love that that um, would be nuts <laughs> jet set radio Ooh. possibly they also own virtual fighter which yeah, i could see them wanting true. to bring virtual fighter back and try and be competitive in the esports scene but for super game super yeah. game that is large scale global they use a lot of like <laughs> they use a lot of words here it could Global. be hatsune miku because they need to Online. holographically project her into everybody's room <laughs> <laughs> well and we all need that right that is um i think i think that that <laughs> that covers all of their key focuses here's the thing is all global online community when i when i hear those words i hear hatsune miku <laughs> Here's the thing is, I don't know what game this is because I don't think the Sonic franchise... Oh, excuse me. I don't think the Sonic franchise really has the um, seal of approval that it had, you know, in the 90s just because... Yeah. I mean, the best Sonic game in recent memory is Sonic Mania, which is made by a, a team that was hired because they were a they made a fan game. Like, yeah, it wasn't Sega devs originally. Like, Mm-mm. so I'm, I, what is this virtual fighter? Hatsune Miku, Etri and Odyssey, Yakuza, Frogger, Puyo Puyo. Like it's all of it. It's their own metaverse. Dude, maybe <laughs> man. I'm like, I, I don't, I, I legitimately, unless this is a new IP, which it wouldn't be because it's there. It's they would have said that you know, Super Game or whatever would have a new IP, but instead the initiative has IP utilization. What does that even mean? Are IP they utilize? They're utilizing IP that they own, so it's going to come from an existing IP. I think this is just a really, really stupid ass way of saying. Dreamcast games are coming to Game Pass. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I, 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 this is so many buzzwords. And it's like, a lot, and so it's a much, lot. and it's the dumbest project name ever. I mean, also so dumb though, to where it's kind of awesome. Super <laughs> game. Super game. <laughs> I that I really hope they pull a square, and that's like Octopath Traveler or, or <laughs> just Triangle the name of the Strategy, game. and that's just it. 
<laughs> it's just fucking super Sega Super Game. Like, <laughs> oh god, um, or it's their new console. It's their new uh, boxless console using only the cloud. So, I I think that they are trying to leverage cloud gaming, obviously. Um, yeah. So I think this is that to me screams that this is some sort of MMO. This is something that lives on a server. This is massive. Maybe maybe yeah. it's an MMO through it in which you can stream old Sega games. Like you remember the old the first Animal Crossing, you could get NES consoles for your house, and then you yeah. could play the NES game in Animal Crossing. Yeah. It's, it's that. like it's, it's it's like one of those midway museums, you know, but there's an actual game aside from the museum that you walk through and play old games. Right, exactly. Yeah. So like in the game you can play Midway Museum and like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of thing. Or like the the Sonic Mega Collection or whatever, like and play yeah. through all the old Sonic games. I like I don't I've got it's yeah, like the key it's focus PlayStation is a global Home. online community IP <laughs> utilization. That those are all buzzwords. Yeah, they're all none of that says anything. If I was an investor, I'd be very upset. Is is cloud game gaming the new? Is is that buzzword for the games industry? Uh, blockchain for <laughs> like other industries. Here's the thing: is anything we might if, now that we're talking cloud gaming do we want to just move into the topic of our show yeah yeah wanna... yeah i figured these two topics would kind of merge because that's that's the general direction of what this you know strategic alliance for super game is you know it's it is branching into cloud gaming and i mean you know playstation uh i believe it was at the beginning of this year announced or maybe it was last year sometime um but they announced their partnership with microsoft for utilizing azure or however you you pronounce that uh, as well mm-hmm. um and maybe they're maybe they're they're using it for a different purpose you know maybe it has something to do with their playstation now service right um but yeah i mean clearly cloud gaming is the next step you know like the market has been kind of seeing itself deviate from like the traditional uh sense of like going out and buying like a physical cartridge or a physical disc for quite a while now i mean gamestop has been hurting because of that and you know other retailers stocks, because of that <laughs> <laughs> well their stocks would tell me otherwise <laughs> thank you very much <laughs> um god damn it but yeah i mean it it feels like this is the direction it's going you know yeah there's going to be less physical media um but what does that mean for like these individual like developers like sega that's the part that i don't understand so much myself like because i mean when it comes to xbox when it comes to sony you know, maybe even Nintendo, it's like, okay, that makes sense for them. They're going to, they can stream their games or they can even like at some point do away with a box that you have at your house altogether, you know, play these games on your phone or on your computer or whatever, you know. But is that what we want? I mean, I don't know. Is it? I, I don't want to move into a world where we are streaming um, just yet everything. Yeah. Uh, I will say, you know, I, and I, I guess maybe this isn't a one-to-one equivalent of cloud gaming, but I feel like the, what I'm about to say is a fairly close equivalent. Uh, two years ago now, I played through Kingdom Hearts 3 in its entirety on mm. critical mode, the hardest mode, did a level 99 run on PlayStation remote play on my iPad on like in on breaks at work. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I would connect my iPad to the station Wi-Fi or whatever. Uh, and eventually like be able to connect to my PlayStation four at home and like play through there. And I had, you know, 
fairly good success doing that um, because my work has incredible internet speeds. Uh, yeah. And like my home at home, I had my PlayStation hardlined into our modem, mm-hmm. uh, and so it was, you know, eating everything up basically. Yeah. <laughs> and so that that was a good situation, but there were so many other times where I tried to use the remote play feature, um, and it just didn't work or or just didn't run well enough to be playable, basically. Yeah. Which is frustrating to say the least. Um, especially because like that seems to be the direction everybody wants to go, but the infrastructure doesn't seem to be there in America yet. Mm-mm. Um, and it's it's not. It's really not. <laughs> now there is an infrastructure bill that is being voted on. Uh, that would provide sixty five billion dollars to improve the nation's broadband infrastructure whether that's enough money to fix it, um, whether <laughs> that will get passed. I don't know. I, that's yeah. not what this podcast is about. Um, but I think that if we are going to have cloud gaming be the future, we need a better internet in- infrastructure. Um, because, I mean, there are already places where, you know, you and I grew up that have satellite internet still and don't even have high speed internet available like which is i feel like this uh this if this push happens um aggressively enough to where it happens faster than our infrastructure can keep up with you start seeing like an even further divide between like you know i and not to get into politics uh you know but basically gamer politics here like there Mm -hmm. it's it it gets into like a divide of like you know, the people who can afford to do it and the people who can't, you know, it's basically, Hey, if you're, if you're poor, if you live in, you know, a more rural area in the United States, uh, sorry, you can't play, you know, PlayStation six or whatever, you know? I mean, we, we already saw that eight years ago when Xbox wanted the Xbox one to be always online and the pushback that that got, yeah. And I mean, we even see it all the time today. I see complaints and I hear complaints from people all the time about they don't have the internet to download these fucking 40 gig updates and shit. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I've even had times in the past 10 years where I've, you know, borrowed a game from someone or like when I was working at GameStop, I very specifically remember I, I wanted to borrow... Someone traded in a used copy of Arkham Knight right after that came out on Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the policy was that we could take used games home. Uh, we just had to like bring them back. Um, but we could only do it if there were like a certain number of copies. We only had one copy of Arkham Knight. My boss was like, well, you, know, you close tonight, you open tomorrow morning, you can take it home, play it tonight, and bring it back in the morning. And I was like, cool, mm-hmm. yeah. Never got to fucking play it. Because the goddamn update wasn't done until I woke up to leave for work in the morning. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just, it's, it's incredibly frustrating to be in that situation. So I empathize with anybody who's got to go through that, you know, and I, I don't want that to be the future of gaming because like one of the things that I love about my switch is that, you know, I don't, I don't have big day one updates. I don't have to install it onto my console when I put the disc in or anything like that. Like I put a cartridge in there and I go boom, and I'm playing that shit. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's beautiful, man. Not to say that they don't have updates or anything, but you know. One thing that um is interesting about this, though, like in theory, okay, so let's let's just say this rollout ends up working. Okay, uh, in theory, this would be probably better for the environment, though, if you think about it. If if people are using less of their own hardware at home. And, you know, it's just coming from these sites that are just server farms, basically. Is that better for the environment? I don't know how any of this works. (laughs) You're right. I'm way out of my depth here. (laughs) I know that Bitcoin is bad for the environment. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. And we didn't even get into this, but I thought I saw something about Ubisoft wanting to make NFTs. No, fuck that. I don't want to talk about that right now, but... (laughs) 
Ubisoft but, um, is developing blockchain and NFT games. <laughs> I refuse. I refuse to talk about Why? this. <laughs> I I feel like such a boomer because like people talk about blockchain and crypto and NFTs and I'm just like use it use regular words. Like, <laughs> 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 interesting thing, and I don't remember where I saw this or read it or heard it from, um, but and I don't remember who specifically is working on it. I think it was uh, Microsoft. But uh, a way that you can combat uh, poor internet connections, at least to a to a certain point, uh, as far as like gameplay goes, you know, like input lag or delay and mm-hmm. all of that is through AI, like predicting the inputs that you might use yourself. And they're kind of people are developing this. I can't remember if it was like Google or Microsoft that are working on this, but it's like, it's like, um, like the best comparison I can think of is like, okay, your iPhone, you know, the camera on your iPhone, it's not really that great. It's not the best camera. I mean, it's pretty good, but it's Mm. not the best. What makes it better is that chip that's inside your phone, right? That chip like cleans up your pictures it predicts you know what maybe the background should look like you know and certain resolutions and all of that stuff so it's like if they can channel like you know a similar sort of ai to kind of help guide you know (laughs) input delay and to predict actions that players will take in games uh that could that could help for certain games i mean it would be weird to like at some level know that maybe you aren't actually playing certain instances of the game. Yeah, that would be horrible because the other <laughs> like so half the argument also against, you know, cloud gaming and and a lot of times for digital sales is that you don't own the game. You don't own yeah. the game. You're mm-hmm. you're paying to rent the game. Like especially with cloud gaming, you don't even own like the physical download of the game on your console if you're not no, connected you're, to the internet. You're yeah. you're paying to stream it basically and yeah, so right to stream it and then like buying a digital code you just you you own a license of the game you don't own the you know you don't own the game the yeah. data you you own a license of to use that data <laughs> yeah exactly and and i think that you know that's that's one thing that turns a lot of people off from digital media oh, excuse me digital media in general but i think that Coupling not owning something with, like, okay, so I'm going to pay for this game that I don't Mm. own, that I can't access when I'm not online, and that I may not even actually be playing, like... Mm -hmm. Yeah. too far for me well when you think about that that sort of thing though like it makes sense that companies that companies want this to happen 100 you know yeah. it's like it's further control over their product they can charge higher rates or you know or at least within the marketplace you know just mm-hmm. get everybody to you know charge the same shit for different variations of the same shit right you know and uh so it absolutely makes sense um from that standpoint that this is the direction it would go i don't know that i like it or dislike it i like i i like the convenience aspect of it oh that's but how they I get feel you. like yeah that I, lo- is. I love the convenience aspect of it too i have a lot of digital yeah. games yeah yeah same i i like being able to just turn on my playstation and not get up to switch out the discs mm-hmm. uh if i told myself that though like 10 15 years ago uh 15 year younger me would slap me in the face and be like what the fuck are you talking about how hard is it to just get up and put in a new disc you know um it's it's all the way over there man (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) you don't know the space difference 15 year younger me like (laughs) that's a far walker and uh these knees do not get up the same way they used to (laughs) but yeah i i don't know what note to really (laughs) end this topic on because it's still like it's such a it's such a ever like evolving concept right now yeah. it's still like i mean you still have companies as big as sega who are using just <laughs> just pr friendly 
words. I don't even think half half the people working on this shit, or at least you know, in the in the same room where these conversations are being had, not at e- all, even know what what this means. You no know? way. Yeah, I'm sure that that whoever wrote this press release probably doesn't know exactly what they're working on. No, has and no idea. Like, <laughs> what is it? And they're like, it's this online super game. We're utilizing some IPs. Yeah. For the community. And they're just like, cool. Type this up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. But it is exciting. It is yeah. weird. It does make me a little nervous, I guess, to see, you know, where the games industry goes with this. Um, I feel like, and not to get political again, but I feel like maybe some things need to change with, you know, certain companies and certain monopolies or, you know, monopoly adjacent things. Uh, Things need to change, you know, as far as like, you know, with our capitalist-based society and how these companies just ever expand and keep growing, um, because what? yeah, I think I think maybe seems that seems a little too radical. I think maybe we need a little <laughs> bit of regulation thrown into the mix. <laughs> I, I think I agree that that's maybe a good idea. I think that, <laughs> that maybe letting these internet companies run rampant is not a good thing it it just it just blows my mind that now like microsoft is you know in the game sphere you think xbox oh it's a fun oh it's fun oh they just love video games oh look at phil spencer love that guy oh he's such a good guy Mm -hmm. but then you think of microsoft it's this giant this scary fucking giant who just wants to crush up all its competitors and grind them into dust or just acquire them or just incorporate them into the umbrella you know i mean their their azure almost sounds like you know amazon's you know uh internet infrastructure like what what what's amazon's thing um i can't think of it but basically like the aws or yeah yeah, Amazon basically like provides a shit ton of people like their platforms for their businesses, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. Um this is this going to be that for gaming, for cloud gaming? Like that that's crazy to me. Like I feel like there needs to be some kind of look into the regulating Wait. of that. But also, I'm an idiot who doesn't know anything about any of this. So maybe I'm way off, off base, but Wait until Apple drops the iNintendo, and then we'll be... The iNintendo? Yeah. <laughs> the iTendo. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, you know, you know, it'll be like the... No. It'll be called, like, the iSuper Switch. It'll, it'll have a stupid name that, that <laughs> neither of them will be able to, like, concede on, so they'll agree to, like, merge it, so it'll be, like... Super i Switch Game Boy or something. Super Fam Icon. <laughs> that's a good one. That's maybe the worst one. Fam Icon. <laughs> oh my god! But I think that's all. That's all she wrote. I think that's folks. It. <laughs> that's all the news we have. That was the topic of the show, and that was the podcast thank you guys so much for listening jordan thank you again for joining me as always, always. this has been backlit games you can find me on twitter at fourie Coust. you can find jordan on twitter at jordan is rad uh you can find the podcast on twitter at backlit games you can find it on instagram as well uh we really should be more active on our we, socials jordan we really should gotta be better but, about that but you know also we have a very small listening base right now so we, get, we just appreciate we get stuff to do man and and we're so busy we're, busy. we're so busy. busy like dude. you you listeners think that we're just here to entertain you just maybe that's a bad i mean how, how, are we, how are we supposed <laughs> to how are we supposed to play games if we're on twitter come on now very true very true and it's a terrible place to be 
It's terrible. It's pretty, awful. pretty awful. It's a terrible place to be. But yeah. go follow us there. Because it. <laughs> it's less terrible that way. That is true. We'll fill your feed with uh, chocolate nougaty goodness. There we go. Well, and that's been Backlit Games. Thank you so much for listening, and we're out. We'll be right back.